My crypto. Yo, welcome back. How's it going, Fred? Pretty good. I mean, not that good, but uh, it's it's alright. How about you, Serge? How's it going? Yeah, I'm leading in my twenties. Dude, it's looking that it's, bad. That bad, huh? It was looking grim, dude. Oh my god, it was looking grim. I mean, I. To be honest, I didn't even check my portfolio. I didn't even look at Blockfolio or Delta or anything like that. Honestly, like, on days like this, when I wake up, this is what I do. I open up Twitter first, and then I look at Reddit, and I get the general market sentiment. And if it's bad, I don't even look at it, to be honest. Like, what, what's the point of looking at it? You know you're down. You know everything's red. I don't, I don't want to know how much I'm down, so I just don't even look at it. Yeah, I think it was Monday night, whatever. I went to sleep, checked that out, and it, you know, it's all good. I'm like, I, I, I woke up, I was like, whoa, what just happened? <laughs> just another day in crypto. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't phase me, but I was, I was like, I was surprised. I mean, I didn't do any trades or whatever, you know, I just hodled, but I was still like, what's yeah, going so on? Yeah, so we had... So we had a full market correction. We were at like 830 billion full market cap total at the peak. And we dropped down to 418 billion, like about half just uh, yesterday. Right. And a lot of uh, cryptos, a lot of cryptos had like a 50% correction, 40 to 50% correction. Yep. Most of the alts got wrecked. Um, oh, did you see Tron? But- it went back to like four cents. I know it's up like 40% right now. It's back up a little bit, I think. But right. yeah, alts got wrecked and if we experienced one of the the so-called small bubble bursts that everyone's been talking about. Yep, all the newbies finally went through uh, their market crash. Hopefully um, they didn't sell. I mean... If you're not on Reddit right now, you got to get on Reddit and you got you have to be in some of these crypto threads, but all the people who are like panicking and spazzing and spreading fud and stuff, it's just, I don't know. It's funny to watch. Um, right. So what were some of the fuds that, uh, that was, that were going on out there causing this crash? Like what were some of the reasons or I think, yeah. or, um, I mean, I think it was a lot of factors, uh, I'm not sure. I'll just name like the reasons that I think. So one was because uh, there was some China FUD again that came back. Um, What's worse than banning the exchanges? Yeah. So supposedly China was, you know, saying that Bitcoin mining was banned or it was attacking Bitcoin mining and stuff. But then they were also supposedly attacking, going to ban Bitcoin exchanging. Um, It was in a Bloomberg article, but not the case uh so the head at least for neo the senior r&d head well crypto to fiat exchanges had already been banned back in september yeah but this is what the so that that, that was the photo back then that that also cra- uh, caused a market crash yeah there was uh like in the summer of 2017 china made big waves and it kind of caused an, a small crash i guess but now it, it almost kind of returned but the dude Malcolm Larder, who's a senior R and D head of Neo, he clarified the article. He said that OTC slash P two P trading is not banned in China, but matchmaking services are more similar to private exchanges. It's those matchmaking services that are now being targeted in China. 
So it's about unlicensed trading, not about like blockchain or tokens in general. So hopefully that, uh, I guess, restored some confidence in a few people. Um, so I don't. So it's uh, go ahead. Are things like local local bitcoins banned? Uh, you, I haven't used local bitcoins personally. How does like is it just like a kind of a meetup or what? It, it, it's peer to peer trading. Oh well, uh, I, I assume it wouldn't be banned. Yeah, I was well. I was reading about it. It saw like a big impact of the of the ban. It did or did not. It did. Like there were record volumes on their on their website. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. So that's just that's just half of the China equation. The other thing is that supposedly the Chinese people have like a different calendar, um, for like the Lunar New Year. And I guess like that. Right, that's such in February, right? Yeah, that I think this year it starts February sixteen around there. They a lot of Chinese people cash out uh, to buy gifts and stuff, kind of like in Christmas for the U.S. and Western. But I, I doubt that has really a big impact. Yeah, a lot of people. There's some people also saying that they, this has to do a lot with the features, the Bitcoin features. Th- that's what I think. That's that's what I think is the biggest reason. And then banks are also making some moves from what i've read so the first futures closed today right i mean it makes perfect sense um there was an article i saw that that put it clearly but here i'm not explaining it right um take two (laughs) all right so this is what i was trying to explain earlier with the futures so picture this scenario early november it's announced that bitcoin will have two futures markets so shortly after the announcement, hedge fund managers, along with a wealthy elite, start buying up Bitcoin by the billions in order to drive up the price to its all-time high, which is like 19K, um, knowing that they would short the first BPOE future. And it ended up that the first futures market set at 15K. The hedge fund managers start laddering the sales of their now all-time high Bitcoins, making billions. These large sales slowly create panic and more people start selling. By this time, the hedge fund guys are close to cashing out, slash whales. Um, the market takes a dump, and these whales made billions buying Bitcoin low and selling high, while at the same time nailing their short call in the futures market. Now, the hedge fund managers and wealthy go long on the BCME future, which is 10 days after the first futures call, which the first one happened today. The market takes a complete nosedive back to 9K, and guess who's there to buy, start buying again? That's right, the big whales and wealthy elite. With their newly made billions, the hedge fund managers push the price back up over the course of seven days in order to hit their long call in the second futures market. Um, and they ended today at one, the first futures ended today at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And if you look at the charts, then really close to that time, Bitcoin started going up. Um, so we'll see if that, I guess, guess pans out. Yeah, you, you, you got to know how all this stuff works. You got to stay ahead of the game. You can't let him beat you like that. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, if you look at the charts, things are rebounding now. So, I mean, it does. This this is probably, if I had to guess out of all the reasons we mentioned, this is the biggest reason. Oh, yeah. Definitely by far. This is what's coming. Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's some other reasons too. Uh, so the fact that. Right, there was also um, the clarification in the South Korea FUD. Um, so basically people were thinking that they were going to ban exchanges, but Korea came out and clarified that all they're doing is requiring 
traders to submit their basically their ID to um, their to exchanges, which makes sense, right? You want to know who's trading these, mm-hmm. so criminals don't get in there. Um, and that's what that was all about. What people were thinking that they were actually going to ban all the exchanges. Yeah. So basically, that's like another small. Like we don't think that has a big impact anymore, right? Yeah, it shouldn't. Um, but leading up to this, like before the major, you saw the major crash. Uh, Neo was actually on a bull run. Yep. Like it went from like eighty dollars to what? Did it hit like one eighty something like that? I think it actually hit one ninety. But but yeah. Do you know what that is? I think the main reason for that. I think the main reason for that is basically because of all the upcoming ICOs on Neo at the time that a few of them, a few big ones already just happened. Like um, the key and what else? What was the big one that just happened besides the key? Uh, I'm not sure, but they have a few upcoming ICOs too. Just similarly how Ethereum, they uh, last year when they started having a lot of ICOs coming out, it also shot up the price. So I think people kind of, assume the same thing is going to happen with neo um and then as well as they had like right now yeah the pla- the the neo platform is like ready for the ico so now all the icos are coming out and from i don't know from my research like at this moment in time all the good icos are in the neo network yeah i mean there's just so much shit on ethereum nowadays it's i i don't i haven't looked into icos in a while um i think i mentioned this last episode but there's just I don't know. There's nothing that really stands out for me. But there's a few on Neo that that look pretty good, and I mean we're both bullish on Neo, and I think that yeah. And I know just going back to the market crash. Some of the things you have to remember when this happens is basically why you invested in something. Um, so let's say from Sunday night to you know where the crash actually happened, um, there weren't like big changes from the majority of like the tech um, for all this cryptos it was just you know the market people are selling but the technology and all and the roadmaps and all that that's still there it's still good um well that's if you didn't invest in a shit coin but you had to remember and just huddle you, you don't you never want to sell when things are like going down that is not the time to sell that is the time to buy more so true so true uh funny story so when i first got into ethereum in january <clears throat> And I actually got that was last year, right? Yeah, yeah, twenty seventeen. I bought, I think, like almost a hundred Ethereum's for like twelve bucks. I put in all the money I had. Um, I know twelve dollars Ethereum. I'd die for those prices. But what happened was, someone, a friend, did I tell this story before? I forget. I don't. Think right, whatever. Told it, yeah. All right, whatever. So a mutual friend we have, he told me about Ethereum. And he was like, yo, dude, this shit's going to blow up in the future. This like blockchain technology is the future. You got to hop in Ethereum. And I read about it and I was like, oh shit, he's right. So I, you know, quickly made a Coinbase account, you know, bought all the Ethereum with my debit card. And then a few days later, it just started shooting. I didn't expect this so, uh, so fast. Like I did a tiny bit of invest- investing before and it was in stocks. I had, I used like Robinhood, the app, um, and the people who are in stocks know that like, you know, a few percent in a day, that's already, that's already a ton. 
So Ethereum shot up from like $12 to $15 to like $18. And I was like, oh shit, like this is insane. Like these gains are huge. I already made like what, 50% and uh, it's been like a week. So I was like, damn, this is crazy. Like I wish I put in more money, um, but I didn't have any more money. So a few days later, it started dropping and I think it was almost at $20. But I remember I was driving home from college I think this was like, I don't know what, what this was for, but I was driving home from somewhere and I have like alerts set on Coinbase. So when the price is below a certain amount, it, I like get notified. So I set price alerts for Ethereum <clears throat> and I like heard the the sound and it was like, boom, Ethereum's below like 18. And then I heard it again, boom, Ethereum's below like 17. And then I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck is happening? So I call the person who told me about Ethereum, his name's Sylvester. I call him up. I'm like, yo, Sylvester, what, what's going on? Like, uh, like is, I don't know what happened, but like, should I sell this? He's like, yo, man, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Like, I'll, I don't fucking know. Like, so we both eventually, I think we both decided we were like, oh shit, we better get out. Like, let me lock in these profits. So it hit like 16 something. I was fucking driving. It was, it was at night. It, this is not safe, but. I pulled up my phone and I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell this because I bought it for below what I'm going to sell it for. And by the time I actually like got the Ethereum sold and stuff, I think I sold it for like like 13 bucks and I bought it for like 12. Damn, so I took, you had some weak so hands, I, huh? Yeah, I, I had weak <laughs> ass hands. I sold it for $1 profit, but the point was like, I just thought it was going lower and what I realized, 99% of people who are coming into these markets right now, like that's what they feel. It's it's human nature. This is what you feel. This is what people do. You panic sell. Um, this is how. This is why people say like you got to not have weak hands. You got to hold. These are all the reasons because I think it, it must have been like a few days later, or maybe a week. It shot up again, and I had to rebuy Ethereum, and I rebought it at like twenty something dollars because I because right. So like if. On the other end of the spectrum, if there's something that I experienced FOMO, which is fear of missing out, which is when basically I felt like if I didn't hop in now, it was just going to be too late. The train was going to leave the station. And I mean, that's what happened. But that's also what new people are feeling as well. And I mean, I want to say in general, you don't want to do that. But in that case, it was fine. But yeah, you, you, you got to chill. Um, you're right. you gotta have like a different mentality. You gotta have a different mentality. If you're investing in something you believe in, a drop in the price should make you ex- like get you excited that you know oh this is time to get more at a cheap yep. price. Yep, that's exactly what being in the market like crypto space for over a year does. Like you'll you guys will learn this. I mean, I'm sure all the people who have been here for a while already know this, but I mean, red in general, you you get excited. The thing is like, I don't have any cash like sitting around cause it's all in crypto. So I, I couldn't do much like today. Right. Right. But it's fine. It'll happen again. <clears throat> yeah. And then you can't fall for shitty coins like, um, BitConnect. <laughs> you want that to, is, you want to talk about BitConnect? Um, I mean, I think a lot of people already talk about BitConnect, but if you don't know, it's, uh, it's basically a big ass Ponzi scheme. Like it, but, they literally market themselves as a Ponzi scheme. I don't think they actually say it. like I don't. They, I don't think they market themselves as a Ponzi scheme. But I think it, they do. <laughs> All right, but honestly, like 
Bitconnect is up there for the 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 most like hated coins over Ripple for me. Um, so I didn't even I never even looked that much into it because I just saw so much uh, like bad uh, media about it. Like people were talk- like even on Reddit and Twitter, people just talk shit about it. So I I didn't even look into it because I I mean I believe overall sentiment. So, I mean, do you know much about it? I know it's like a lending platform kind of right it works by like you get followers and then the more you have you kind of get a portion of like what they like loan mm-hmm. um and it just works like that right like you get paid by recruiting more people yeah yeah so ponzi scheme i mean you just you pay the original people with the new money that you get from more people so you it's a never-ending process and i think bitconnect use bitcoin so it kind of all came crashing down when bitcoin kind of started slowing the price it kind of was hovering around 15 14k and then from there it was just harder to get new people the price wasn't going up so they right, had to get more they people had legal and issues as well um yeah Texas and north carolina i think they have mm-hmm. some they had like i don't know i get some ddos attacks too the, on their on their website all uh, right right so everything just came all together and then bitconnect basically crashed from it was like 400 dollars and two 27 that's when i saw it yeah i yeah so, yesterday i saw it last and it was like 30 i didn't check today I, but i assume it's dead so it's not just a market crash though like they actually said like oh we're done this will no longer be a thing no no, no. so like they quit no, no no i so i heard they didn't quit i heard that they just stopped the lending uh-huh. platform which is why um so the you know what's well, the main thing they have right, right? so but uh, i think big connect started an ico like they had an ico i think it was I know there's big. They were they were canceling. They're canceling it. Okay, so I but if they are still doing it, I mean, don't get in that shit. It's canceling or delaying one of the two. Because the funny thing is, um, so a big ass YouTuber named Trevon James, you've heard of him, right? I have not. Oh, so he's he. I think he kind of got his name from like he used to do Bitcoin giveaways. Like he used to give a random person, I forget if they commented or like, like a free 0.1 Bitcoin or something. Like, and he did, he did this every day, which was like a lot. Um, and he kind of, I think was the biggest first name to start this. And then people, other people started catching on follow copying him, but he did a live stream um, yesterday, I think. And he was like telling people, yeah, okay, you guys win. Like, BitConnect crash, but he was still defending it. He was just saying he wasn't saying it was a Ponzi scheme. He was saying like, oh, that you guys win, you forced it to shut down because of like all the bad uh, media and perception and blah blah blah. And then what he did, I don't know if he actually did this, but he was saying like you could see on his screen, he's like, oh, I just sent two Bitcoin over to HitBTC, and I'm about to like cop uh, some BCC, which is BitConnect, the BitConnect coin. He was like quoting Warren Buffett. He's like, oh, you gotta. You got to be fear, uh, greedy when others are fearful and stuff. I mean, I agree on that mentality. I don't know about BitConnect though. And then, yeah, who knows if he ever uh, bought it. But, right. So, yeah. I don't know. So, that, that's what we have on the market crash. Uh, it seems to be recovering now. So, hopefully, we're on the uptrend um, the rest of this week. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Random analogy. But um, the, the Bitcoin uh, graph, like for price and time, correlates really similar to if you look at the gold graph so gold had like a 50 percent retracement we just had a 50 
percent retracement from 830 billion to 418 billion. Yeah, not so historical. And then from the there, last, what three years? Um, there's there's been a a huge drop in the market around this time. As I had a we had a friend um who showed us the pictures on our group chat. Yep. Yeah, there's usually January usually always has a dip if you look back. <clears throat> um. So yeah, those are those are all. So how about we we end this on a good note? Um, I heard uh, Bitcoin went NBA. You can ask your buddy uh, Mark Cuban about that. <laughs> right. So, uh, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, they they promised that for next season they're actually gonna take Bitcoin as a form of payment for tickets. And I don't know if they'll also take it in the arena, but at least for tickets. See, good publicity like this is always good. It's always good for crypto. And actually, the big surprise um, I came to was uh, something you mentioned to me that the Sacramento Kings actually did this back in 2014. Yeah, they were the first team to accept Bitcoin. So I don't know about Ether, but... Yeah, who knows how many people actually sell their bitcoins? Because like no one wants to sell them, you know. That everyone's trying to hodl yeah, I them. I think it's mostly for like publicity, to be honest. Like no one, who, no one's gonna spend bitcoin on tickets, especially since the transaction fees are so high. Right. They they really should gotta start accepting Litecoin. We should really push, or at least the Litecoin community should really push. Push. Yeah. That. So Anna, just to end this, what are some things you're looking forward to for the? Uh, the remainder of this month like some uh news some events um so i guess i'll say it here but uh i i usually don't like to i used to like to um show what coins i'm you know uh, into and stuff but i realize these days i don't want to i want to keep that on the dl but i will say this because we probably have a hot two viewers so i'm not really that worried <laughs> um I am looking to get Shout into out. <laughs> too. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Um, I'm looking to get into Wan Chain. That's that's my next oh, yeah. my next move for sure. Wan Chain, you yeah, heard definitely. it here. Same, first. same here. Um that was actually like they had a cap when they did their ICO. Mm-hmm. Um so Wells couldn't uh, buy it like a lot, you know. Yep. So when they hit the exchanges, Wells are gonna be trying to get what they were what they should have gotten during the ICO. Yeah, I definitely so have to have that, some that'll money. be sometime sometime this month, maybe in the next week or so. Uh, some of the things I'm looking forward to is to Icon. They're launching their main on uh, their main net. Mm-hmm. Um, that's around the 25th. So I thought it was on the 21st. Did they push it back? No, no, I think it's been the 25th. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I've definitely been keeping my own, my eye on Icon as well. And I'm I'm interested in seeing what Neo does for the rest of this year. I think it's gonna make a similar run like Ethereum did back in 2017. If if someone asked me for a price prediction right now, I'd say a thousand. I know like a lot of people don't give price predictions, at least like big YouTubers or whatever. <laughs> I'm calling it one thousand. Yeah, right we're here. just calling it. We're not trying to like analyze all this stuff. Like, again, this is know, not like fi- again. This is not financial <laughs> advice. Do your own like, research. You ever go on YouTube and then you find all these channels and it seems like everyone these days is trying to be like an analyst. Yeah. Everyone else trying to sound like an analyst or some shit. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, I don't know, we're always like basically in the bull market. So whatever they say, it's like nine out of 10 times is going to be right. Oh yeah. The price is going to go up. Yeah. All the people who bought Ripple at like 
an all-time high and it still went higher. I think they're like geniuses. And now look right. at them. Look at them. Oh, I actually retweeted something. And you know how NBC started like doing all their analysis on cryptos. Is it NBC or C? Um, they had like. Oh, are they the same thing? CNBC. Oh, okay. um, they had like everyone. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? Um, but they had everyone buying Ripple at, at the all-time <laughs> high. They had buy, everyone buying Bitcoin at the all-time high. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> you have to like really think about oh, this man. every time. Whenever you read something, you have to give, you have to like really think about it before you take it in. You have to think like, why am I seeing, like, why did they post this? And whales still at this point, because there's not enough money in the whole system, like whales can manipulate the market like pretty easily. So again, just. Yeah, I was, I was also reading something that it took one person to take Bitcoin from like, I think 300 all the way to a thousand back in 2014. Damn. One person. (laughs) What a hero. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I guess um guess it's an overall market. Yeah, that's that we had a pretty big a- dip, but uh hopefully you guys cop something when uh the prices were low. I don't know if they'll ever go that low again. Uh, oh shout out to Cone Bros for uh making that song by the fucking yeah, dip. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I agree. <laughs>